0: Just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey guys, to hear the extended version of this episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos and you'll get my extended recap. Hi, hi friends. How are we this week? I am coming to you live from my apartment where the air conditioner is not working correctly, which is... Just great because it is 80 degrees outside today and my AC will not cool off my apartment. So I'm positive you'll be able to hear the fan in the background, but I will die if I don't have it on. So this week in Teen Mom, um, just a heads up, I'm only this week going to recap the behind the scenes special. And then next week I'm going to do both parts of the reunion. I know Re- reunion part one aired this week, but... um. I just think it makes more sense to do the reunion all as one because Teen Mom reunions are hella boring. Not that much happens, especially this year because, like, 90% of the cast wasn't there. It's basically just the moms. And apparently most of them don't even go... Not most of them. Like, some of the side characters don't even go out with Dr. Drew. So, yeah, I think it makes more sense to just recap all at once. And also, um, for all of us that watch... The behind the scenes season finale thing. Uh, I'm not going to do it mom by mom because that doesn't make any sense. It was basically the Janelle show. And if this doesn't convince you that Janelle can carry her own show, I don't know what will because this was a great fucking episode. I love this. Um, but before we get into that, some huge news, some some actual shocking news. Um, there have been two times in the last like three years that I've been shocked by Team Mom stuff And one was the Kalen pregnancy. And two is now uh, the rumors slash basically confirmation that Ashley is confirming it. That uh, Brianna from Teen Mom 3 is going to be coming in to Teen Mom 2. They're adding a fifth girl. A cousin Oliver, if you will. I don't know how to feel about this. Um, On one hand, I'm like excited to get some fresh blood in. Uh, Brianna and her family are fucking crazy uh if you guys have not watched some of their segments on family therapy you should go watch up because Brianna's mom like live reveals that <laughs> Brianna and her sister have different fathers and her sister had no fucking idea for her whole life so you know that's like this family is willing to put it out there let's just say that um you can also see via like tumblr now Brianna got uh, a full body makeover from Dr. Miami that was put on snapchat kind of like Actually, like, exactly the same time that Kaelin did. Uh, and she got, I believe, fat transfers to her breasts and also plasty on camera. So that's all on the Internet. Um, there are naked pictures of her, a sex tape. She's currently pregnant by baby daddy number two. Uh, and her family's just crazy. And if you guys remember her 16 and pregnant episode, her sister got an abortion and she didn't. Um, they were pregnant at the same time. So, yeah, her family is, like, nuts, and I'm, like, kind of into it, but I'm also worried that this means it's jumping the shark. My theory is that, um, they are bringing Brianna in to phase Chelsea out because I think that they don't want to just take Chelsea out without giving her, well, I mean, she had her happy ending, let's be real, like, uh, with the wedding, but I think they want to, like, introduce baby Watson, um, and I think they want it to be a little a smoother transition than if they just started a new season without her. So, as you guys know, T-Mom does A and B seasons. Right now, we're in 7B. I think for 8A, Chelsea will be there. And then they'll phase Chelsea out for 8B is my prediction. Or, I don't Actually, maybe they won't because they might not have to. Because now they're not going to be leaning so heavy on Chelsea. And they can give Chelsea five fucking minutes each episode enough to keep her fans happy and to be a little bit of a palate cleanser if you will i'm drinking coffee even though it's like i literally just woke up like an hour ago and it's 12 15 just so you guys know that's the type of life i live on saturdays and sundays but yeah as i said um i'm not sure but i i would not be surprised if they were bringing in brianna to phase out chelsea which as you all know who listened to this show, I've called for in the past, except I want Nicole, I don't even know how to fucking say her last name, Nicole P from Team Mo- or 16 and Pregnant season two, who uh, went on to fake a stillbirth and now has rebranded herself into this like viral supermom. I think MTV should be bringing in her, and I'm actually like livid that they would bring in Brianna over Nicole. And I also am not sure why they would bring in Brianna over Mackenzie from Teen Mom 3. Now, Do you guys follow Mackenzie's journey on Snapchat? It is the worst Snapchat in the world and I literally cannot stop watching. She, um, sells multi-level marketing shit. Like, right now she's selling this fucking knockoff Fitbit. It's, she's insane. She is insane. She will go on rants about how to pry your depression away. And if you just act happy, you'll be happy. Um, this week on Twitter she posted that, oh, she has type 1 diabetes for everyone that doesn't know. But this week on Twitter, she posted that she had um, passed out while driving and then got mad because her blood sugar was so, so low and then got mad at people for being like, if you can't control your blood sugars, like you should not be driving because this is actually the second time. This has happened to Mackenzie last year, the year before. She bought a brand new car and was able to somehow drive it off the lot without insurance. I have no idea how she was able to do that and literally totaled it the next day while driving around looking for her uh, cheating scumbag or not ex-husband, current husband. And she blacked out because her blood sugars got low and she drove off the road and totaled her brand new car, which she did not have insurance on, Um, which is like sad, but, you know, hilarious. So I would die to see Mackenzie back on air. She is hilarious. Her Snapchat is hilarious. One day she was explaining how her multi-level marketing is not a period scheme. And she, <laughs> she said, don't people working at Taco Bells have bosses? There, that's a triangle. Everything's a triangle, which, you know, like, LOL forever. Um, I love people who work, who do multi-level marketing that try and convince People that it's not multi-level or that it's not a triangle pyramid, a pyramid scheme, not a triangle pyramid. Um, we actually on Facebook this week and the emotionally broken psychos Facebook page had a great thread on multi-level marketing. Uh, you guys should all watch the John Oliver video on it. I'm getting off track, but yeah, Brianna is going to be joining Team Mom too, and that's like crazy. Like. Yeah. MTV is taking a risk and you know what? My hats are off to them. I say, bravo MTV. Like Liz Bentley is ready, willing and able to watch a season with uh, somebody else on it. Brianna is like really crazy. I am nervous that we won't get to see as much Janelle and Kaylin, Um, but I could definitely do less Chelsea and honestly less Leah. If she, if Leah's going to be like she was this season, I'm like not that interested in watching overall Leah's season. I thought was pretty boring. Um, yeah, next week I'll probably also give my final thoughts on the season uh, because this is still technically, you know, the season finale, but we have the reunions coming up. But, yeah, I, I wasn't that impressed with Leah this season. I don't know if it was her just, like, really holding back, if she, like, actually became aware of the cameras or if uh, MTV gave her the good at it. But let's get into the episode. So, as you guys remember, we left off last week with the To Be Continued, Javi busting into Kale's house this is my fucking house. I'm not knocking the door. Knocking on the door. Blah, 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 blah. But, uh, it actually, like, is pretty boring. Kale's like, get out. He's like, I'm not leaving. They talk about, um, how it's not about us. It's about Lincoln, how they have to come to a new place. And, like, they do end on a, a good note. And Kalen is, like, making a really good point. She's like, if you want to break in, if you want to act crazy, if you want to steal my keys, which, um, can we talk about that? Steal my keys? Like, what? But, uh, did Javi steal her keys? I'm wondering because we saw him give her keys back on camera. But she's basically like, this isn't making any, it isn't making anything better. It does not make me want to get back to you. And if anything, it makes me hate you even more. And uh, Javi does say, like, I can't help but, like, hate this when I look at you. I don't I didn't write down exactly what he said, but oh, I can't see you without feeling some type of hate, which I've always like real and honest and vulnerable for Javi to say, because I think we can all of us that have been through a bad breakup can understand that uh, Javi's obviously not good at shutting down his feelings. By the way, I need to stop this, not this, this recap and talk about the fact that Javi's dating that girl from Real World Skeletons. Maddie, I think her name is. She's very pretty, but um, people have been asking me what my opinion on it is. And to be honest, I don't really have an opinion because I don't watch Real World. I mean, I watched the first 20 seasons of Real World, but (laughs) anything post... I'm trying to think of the last season that I really watched. I watched, like, some of that Cancun with the... girl. Remember the girl that wore the headband? What the fuck was her name? She, like, wore it across her forehead... That must have been in, like, 2005 when Scene was still a thing. Um, that's, like, the last real season of Real World I watched. I'm not really interested in Real World anymore. Uh, especially, like, she was on Real World Skeletons. Like, I don't need Real World with a twist. Like, I'm not interested in that. But apparently, she is an ex-addict. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means that she, like, still drinks and smokes pot. Or if she's, like, in full-blown recovery like me. But... Um, And she got pregnant by one of her castmates who also got his ex-girlfriend pregnant at the same time, who was the skeleton. I don't, I I mean, I do understand because, like, I'm not a fucking idiot, but I just, I can't, I cannot waste my time explaining Going into detail, the premise of Real World Skeletons. But this guy, Tony, got them both pregnant at the same time. Uh, She lives in Austin. They've gone on one date, but are officially dating, which to me just screams desperate. Apparently, Maddie is, like, nice, but kind of broken, and that seems about right for Javi. Um, He is someone that likes to save people, and she is someone that seems to need to be saved, which can either be a great combination or... What it usually is is an awful combination. So you know, good luck guys. But yeah, I don't um have a lot of opinion on it, but I don't know. I think it's pathetic. like <laughs> I don't have an opinion, but it's actually that they're pathetic. I think they're being way too public for it to be genuine. So, yeah, Javi and Maddie, like, what are my opinions? I think they're too public and it's weird. But beyond that, I don't have that much of an opinion because I don't really know her. Um, So, yeah, let's segue back into this episode. Uh, Basically, like, I wrote down I feel like Kale's couch is very small for the room that it's in. But um, Javi apologizes. They're going to try and move on. Blah, blah, blah. Talk about anticlimactic. We see Leah... Um, announcing to her daughters that they're go- that she's going to go to school, and they're like cool, but they don't really care because they're kids. Uh, Chelsea is like, I changed. We go to Chelsea's house. She changed her name on one thing, which is like, okay, cool. I guess she changed her Instagram handle. Like, who the fuck cares about that? Who the fuck cares that Chelsea changed her name on Instagram? Ah, did you legally change your name? Like, let's talk about that. Um, Chelsea and Cole are wearing bathrobes and Cole, of course, has an America shirt on underneath. And, uh, they say basically being married feels the same, but Chelsea has been baking a lot more. And I am actually shocked that Chelsea can do anything in the kitchen. I would have expected her to be unable to bake and cook. Are you guys surprised? Do you think Chelsea can cook? That really surprises me. Um, we go to Kale's house who's packing for the reunion and JC says it's his first reunion. And, Basically, Kale's like, I have no idea how this is going to go. Every season, I promise myself I'm not going to cry. And every season, I do. Um, And we don't see David and Janelle packing. Uh, We get a Janelle voiceover that they got there last night. And Nathan and Barbara and Jace are already there. Janelle has really popped. Oh, and in this season or the episode before the scene, not the season or the episode, the scene before, uh, I noticed that Chelsea had also really popped so, uh Janelle and David are in l a and Janelle's like, "We haven't talked to Nathan. We haven't spoken or seen Nathan, so I have no idea how it's gonna go. They're talking to the producers, Barbara calls and it's like, "Where are you like let's go and um like David and Janelle just like are already at it. They're like, "Oh my God, she needed to get on camera that bad that she's gonna call like what i <laughs> I don't understand, like, everything that Barbara does, they accuse her of wanting to be on camera. But, like, David is the one that has the verified Instagram and uh, Facebook accounts. Like, David is in every fucking scene with Janelle. Did she have a single scene this entire season without David? Yeah, I guess she did when she was with the lawyer. But then she called him, like, right away. Like, David is the fame whore! (laughs) That was probably really loud. I'm sorry if I just yelled (laughs) into the mic. It's not Barbara. It's David. Um... But, like, once they hang up the phone, the producers, Barbara, David, and Janelle are like, if it's not one, it's the other. And uh, David says, her and Nathan are fame-hungry. And I wrote, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm so fucking sick of David. I'm so sick of him. He's disgusting. And this this episode, like, he really fucking showed his true colors because he's just, he's awful. Um, so everyone rolls up for taping and they're in, like, their sweatpants before getting hair and makeup and outfit ready and uh kale's ass looks like fucking ridiculous in the green rooms they get like presents and shit which is pretty cool like they got a polaroid camera barbara uh and janelle greet each other nicely and everything seems okay uh kalen and janelle greet each other they seem nice and happy which was surprising kale touched wants to touch Janelle's stomach and, like, is squealing about the baby. And she's like, I want another baby so bad. I have baby fever, which, um, this must have been before she got pregnant now, but after she had the miscarriage in the summer, which is interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting. And Barb, Barb was like, I thought you didn't want any more babies. And she's like, no, I want another baby. I just didn't want babies with Javi, which it's like Good. I'm glad she's admitting it because everyone's giving Kale a lot of shit. Like, you only got divorced because you didn't want to have kids and now you're having kids. But, like, Kale just didn't articulate, like, she just didn't want to have kids with Javi. She got divorced from Javi because she fucking hated him. Like, she didn't get divorced from Javi because she didn't want to have more kids and he did. She got divorced from Javi because she just didn't want to have more kids with him. And I found that honest and refreshing that she's, like, admitting it now. But, uh... Kale's like, where's Kaiser? And Janelle's like, no, he's too crazy to be here. So where is he? Did he say home? I don't. I'll have to look into Janelle's Instagram, but I thought he went to L.A. with them. Although I might be thinking of the reunion before. Um, he might be. He's probably with Nate's mom or David's mom somewhere. Uh, Nate's walking in with his, like, cut out fucking arm shirt arm hold shirt which is hilarious and he's like this is my last season and the producer says that's what everyone says (laughs) which definitely made me laugh um janelle's the first one to go on i think they know they have to do janelle early and we get like a sneak peek of the reunion and of course it's her and barbara fighting and um barbara's or janelle says something that's like really weird and But also, honestly, might be true. So, I need you guys to bear with me. Because, you know, I like to give credit where credit's due. And I like to look at things from all sides. And if this was just, like, a fucking bash Janelle for everything she did podcast, it wouldn't be very interesting. Because, trust me, I read Reddit. I read the Facebook group sometimes. I read Twitter. It's fucking boring when Janelle gets bashed for every single thing she does. It's not interesting. So, Janelle says that the reason Barbara won't give Jace back is because she... Barbara knows if she gives Jace to Janelle, uh, Janelle won't talk to her anymore, except to arrange visitation for Jace. So, instinctively, I'm like, fuck you, Janelle. That's not the reason she won't give you Jace. And, like, I don't think that's the main reason. I don't. Like, I do think the main reason Barbara won't give Jace back is because she genuinely feels that uh, it's, like, safer and better for Jace to be with her. Like, I, I, I do believe that. But... I think Barbara is an abusive woman. Uh, I think she's a controlling woman. And I do think Janelle has a point. Um, Is it the most valid point to ever exist? No. But I do think she has a little bit of a point when she says that um, Barbara likes. I don't know if it's like her controlling Janelle, but I think Barbara does like to know that Janelle has to stay in her life. You know, she has to stay in Barbara's life because of Jace. And I think she is worried if Jace goes to live with Janelle that she won't have Janelle anymore. Um, Barbara and Janelle have, like, a really fucking sick, like, weird relationship. And I do, you know, I do think that Barbara's worried that if she gives back Jace, like, that's it for her and Janelle. That's a wrap. And I would imagine that's really scary for Barbara. And I can understand why she would be scared of that. So, um, Janelle's basically, like, sobbing, and they go back into the green room, and Janelle's having what I think is a PTSD, like, meltdown. Um, she can't stop crying. I wouldn't say it's a panic attack. Well, maybe it's a panic attack. I don't know why I wouldn't say that. But she basically is flipping out, and she's like, I can't stop crying, and I really recognize it. Like, I recognize what she is doing. Which is when you just, like, you can't calm yourself down. Um, You're set off over something that may not seem like a huge deal, but feels like a huge deal to you. And uh, David's, like, trying to calm her down. But here's the thing. David's not really calming her down. So first, David says, you know, this is just temporary. Like, the truth is going to come out. And Janelle says something really insightful. And she says... Yeah, but if the truth comes out, our relationship is ruined. I'm not exactly sure what she means. I think they mean, like, everyone's going to see how terrible Barbara is. But um, Janelle's just, like, sobbing, like, our relationship is over. Our relationship is over. And she says, you're supposed to have a mom that cares about you. (sighs) That made me really sad. So I've, like, 16 observations to make about this whole meltdown scene in Janelle's green room. My first observation is David is so fucking good what he does at what he does. This is what David does, and I've noticed it all season. And um it's why I think him and Janelle will be together for a long time. So Janelle melts down. He Eggs on the meltdown. He doesn't really try and calm her down. He just, like, feeds into, like, the delusional thinking that she gets during the meltdown. And eggs are on and eggs are on and escalates the meltdown until she's at such a peak in her anxiety that he's the only thing that can calm her down. You know, like, he trashes Barbara trashes Barbara trashes Barbara you're right you're right you're right and when she's so flipped out he's like I love you I love you I love you I love you it's me and you it's me and you it's me and you it's me and you and I think he is so good at this because he really is like manipulating her away from other people um I think Janelle chooses to isolate when she has a boyfriend or fiance whatever they are but I I think he really encourages it um I can see it like Janelle gets all worked up He gets her into such a frenzy and he's the only one that's able to walk her back from it. And that makes Janelle feel truly and completely loved. Because Janelle's love language, if you will, is positive affirmations. It's like smothering love. And I think David provides that for her. If you notice, he's constantly like like massaging her and he'll like take his hand that's like the size of 16 regular hands and place it like over her head and her face and like he's constantly touching her and he's constantly like right next to her they're like attached at the hip they're always together they're always physically close to one another and I think that he's doing that on purpose and that makes Janelle feel so 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 loved because Janelle needs constant 24 hours seven days a week smothering love to feel like she's cared about. And David recognizes that and provides it for her. David does not want to work. David does not want to pay his own child support. David does not want to pay for any of his own bills. David is never letting Janelle go. Um, Nate, on the other hand, like, gave no fucks about Janelle and got really bored of the need to, like, give her this constant 24 hours, seven days a week smothering love, like, very quickly. And we saw, and that's why they were constantly breaking up and getting back together, constantly screaming and fighting with each other. The fact is, like, we don't see David and Janelle fight. We don't. And if you just are watching this show, I can see, and not following the internet, you don't know about David's past, I can see why you would think, like, Wow, David and Janelle are actually, like, good together. Like, he's really good for her. He loves her. But from where I'm sitting, and I know he's an abusive man. I know he strangled his pregnant ex-girlfriend. I know he kicked his pregnant girlfriend out of the car. um, I know he has a criminal record. I know he has a past. Where I'm sitting, I'm seeing a man that is taking advantage of his opportunity and making sure she does not get away. Um, I think they'll be together for a long time. Like, at least five full years, at least, which for Janelle might as well be a hundred years. Um, so where am I going with this? The fact that this need for this attention obviously comes from her relationship with her parents. Okay. So next comes Janelle's like weird explanation of how she asked her mom to play Yahtzee. Well, first she says, my mom always loved my brother and my sister more. And I asked her once to play Yahtzee with me and she played for five minutes and then she wouldn't play with me again. Which on the surface seems very weird, but it actually made me feel really fucking sad. Um, Janelle obviously felt abandoned or like neglected by Barbara. Janelle's dad was an abusive alcoholic. Um, Barbara is, I mean, pretty clearly to me, emotionally abusive. Would I be surprised if she was physically abusive as well? No, Absolutely I would not or at least was to Janelle I I don't really think she is with Jace I think she's chilled out a lot that also brings me to another point that Janelle is so fucking jealous of Jace in the relationship that he is with Barbara and I think one of the main reasons that Janelle wants Jace back is not necessarily uh, to have Jace it's to punish Barbara for treating Jace the way that she feels that she should be treated Uh, She wants to take that relationship away from the two of them because if she couldn't have it, Jay shouldn't be able to have it either. So I think Barbara was a single mom of three, working class, worked at a Walmart, struggled, had three fucked up kids because Janelle's siblings are just as fucked up or really more fucked up than she is and just was physically emotionally financially unable to give janelle the attention that she needed and the type of love that she needed um and i think that that is the reason why janelle so fucking desperate to have somebody loving her at all times to us we hear like what the fuck is she saying with this yahtzee story but what janelle means is that my mom ignored me and like janelle feels so unloved by barbara and the fact is from the outside it's easy to be like of course barbara loves her like she says she loves her she's um raising her child like she shows love in different ways but to Janelle that's not enough. Um I really do I emphasize with this because you know when I was a kid I had a dad that was very emotionally abusive and was in active addiction and uh was unmedicated for his bipolar disorder. When he was when I was like 19 he got medicated, he got sober and he became a diff- completely different person. But the fact is I had PTSD from my childhood and that like even though, like, I knew my dad loved me, like, there were times where I, like, could straight up tell someone, like, I, my dad was never nice to me in my entire life, which wasn't true. Like, once I told a therapist, I swear to God, I told a therapist once when I was having a meltdown. She asked me to recount a happy memory for her, and I, I told her I have no happy memories, which, like, <laughs> that isn't true. Like, for Christmas and Hanukkah, I got a million presents. I went to sleepaway camp. I. My summers at the shore, the beach, but in New Jersey we call it the shore. Um, I got a car when I was at like I was a spoiled child. There were good times, like I have good memories. We went on vacations, like my dad wasn't always terrible, but the PTSD just like rewired my brain in this way that made it so I was like completely unable to recognize any happiness. And I was completely unable to recognize any happiness from my dad. Um, especially, and if I was forced to pick a happy memory, he absolutely would not have been a part of it. And I think like that is what's going on with Janelle is that she, her brain is just like her brain chemistry is just so messed up and whatever drugs she's on and you know, whatever mental illnesses she has, like do not help this. And I think she is just completely unable to feel any love and affection from Barbara. And that's sad. That's sad. But then there's the fact that Janelle is now twenty-five or twenty-six and she has to get it to fuck she has to get it together on her own. And Barbara is who she is and she has changed a little bit, but she's gonna be who she is for the rest of her life. And it's on Janelle to change. It's on Janelle to get sober. It's on Janelle to get the trauma therapy. It's on Janelle to go on the right meds for her mental health. It's not on Well, I mean, it is on Barbara. Barbara should change, but Janelle can't sit around expecting one day Barbara to wake up and suddenly be a mom that cuddles her because she's not. Um So, yeah, that's, like, my explanation on what I think was going on between Janelle and Barbara. And that sparks the rest of the crazy drama in the episode. Hey, guys. To hear the rest of my thoughts on this episode and me break down all the drama that went on between Janelle, Barbara, David, and the producers, come on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Psychos. Pledge at the $5 level and you'll get access to the extended episode. Kisses. Have a good week. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.